Want to make a podcast? Spotify has got a platform that lets you make one super easily and distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else your podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&A and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I've discovered Spotify for podcasters, I just enjoy putting these podcasts out for everyone to really like. I highly recommend you give it a try. It's so easy to use. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started today. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. Welcome to the show. We're going to be talking about the 49ers defense and how they match up with the NFC West offenses. Alex, I think this is going to be a fun conversation because the 49ers definitely build their defense a certain way. How that matches up with the offenses, though, is going to be another story. How do you think this is going to play out? Incredibly. <laughs> Talk to us. And look, it's going to be really good. And, and the reality is it's, it's the it starts with your front four. But before we get too deep into this, make sure you like, make sure you subscribe if you haven't already and hit that notification bell and let us know how you think the defense is going to stack up against this NFC West, and which is talented. You have the reigning Super Bowl. You just had Raining to do it. Had I to. can't get the words out of my the Rams, uh, the Lambs, the the Lamb Liquor. I don't know whatever you want to call them. Uh, the McVeighs over there. Uh, they are very talented football team. They are. Still a lot of weapons on offense. Still have Matthew Stafford, uh, hoping to improve upon obviously this past season uh, for them. Then you have the Arizona Cardinals with the talent they have there with Kyler Murray and all the offensive weapons as well as the the re you know the rebuilt re-identified defense that they're still continuing to mold. And then you have the the Seahawks who. Are doing stuff and things and no one can really figure out what it is but let's start with the rams first and foremost and how the niners stack up defensively against this offense number one matt stafford and that arm is a problem we saw it last year late in the season cooper cup problem and big major problem however still question marks on the offensive line for this team for the rams and uh guess what the niners don't have question marks on the d-line yeah, I mean, that's it, right? Andrew Whitworth being gone as the left tackle, I think it's one of the biggest glaring holes for the Rams, and they're going to have to makeshift figure that out. And they went ahead and spent a lot of money you know, on skilled players, and that's something that they do a lot. But now they're going to have to worry about how are they going to stop this 49ers defensive line. The 49ers defensive line is their strength. 
The Rams offensive line, I believe, is the weakness of the offense. I think that is something that the 49ers can take advantage of. And that's one of the biggest things the Rams having to go in against them when they play the 49ers. There's a reason the 49ers were handling the Rams, you know, for five of six games. And a lot of it had to do with that front. And the 49ers defensive front just looks like it got better. Uh, the linebacker core for the 49ers has gotten better. And now you add the fact you have Charvarius Ward as well. Uh, this secondary has gotten better. So I think the 49ers top to bottom have gotten better. And I can't say that about the Rams. They've made some lateral movements. You know what I mean? Robert Woods being gone. They have no Odell Beckham Jr. I'm not sure those are really good things for them. Cooper Cup is still going to be special. But can they get the run game going with Cam Akers enough to, to go ahead and slow down this 49ers defensive pass? rush i'm not sure they can and i think that's going to be one of the real problems for the rams when they face the 49ers look here's the thing i could see working out in the rams favor if you've made all of these moves ant and you're going to go to a little bit more of a run heavy scheme and maybe you have offensive linemen that are better in run situations than pass pro sets and you can run the ball and then use play action to create uh, and let matt stafford air it out when he needs to then possibly this could work out but it has to it's predicated on first and second down running the football effectively this o-line is unproven and the strength of this 49ers is the front four and your linebacking core, which has shown that they could get after it in a big way and slow down run games. And if you can do that, then you're having to rely on that pass game. And here's the problem. Uh, it's not just lateral moves, Ant. I believe personally it's a, it's a downgrade. I think a healthy Robert Woods is, be, is, is a better fit in this offense and scheme with what they do than Allen Robinson is. He doesn't add the blocking aspect in. There's no threat of him as a blocker. I don't see the speed with Allen Robinson there anymore to be a burner, whereas Robert Woods still had some of that on end, end arounds and things of that nature. Yes, you have Van Jefferson, but Van Jefferson is a, a twig in comparison to, to, you know, he's a twig thin boy who doesn't necessarily block that well. And listen, I'm a Florida Gator fan. I love Van Jefferson when he's at the University of Florida, but he wasn't known for being a physical presence. And he was a take the top off the guy, kind of deep route and middle crosser guy. That's that's what his role is. That's what it was last year. Um, I don't think their weapons have gotten drastically better. You still have Cooper Cup. That's great for you. You have Van Jefferson. You have the speed there. That's cool. You have Alan Robinson, who's a little bit more of a possession guy and maybe some people think he's a slightly better version of what Odell Beckham was when he was in that system. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. He hasn't been healthy the last few years. Um, there are question marks to the Rams. They are taking a big, big risk here in how they're choosing to build this team out. And look, Cam Akers looked great coming off the Achilles ant. Um, and he's going to be a year further removed from it, which means potentially big things for the run game possibly. But if that O line takes a huge step backwards with the 49ers defense in front, taking a huge step forward, the cornerback room, taking a huge step forward, I don't know how much progress we're going to see from the Rams offense that makes you go, oh my God, they're, they're, they're unstoppable. It's undeniable. This is, this is a, right. This is an immovable, this is an immovable object. They're an unstoppable force. Uh, and, and we're just, you know, up, up, uh, up, uh, up a creek ant that, uh, that has a curse word at the first part of it and i don't want to get demonetized yeah i mean when you're when you're talking about the nfc championship game for instance yeah they had the receivers out there you know but the 49ers were running out a rookie cornerback true that has been fixed our various wards going to be out there you know what emmanuel mosley still didn't do give up a touchdown against them Accurate. Uh, so you're going to have those guys you're going to have Verrett as well potentially helping out along the way you think that they've made some improvements but they held the team already to seven points for most of that game. That Jaquitsky Tartar could have had an interception. That could have changed some things. The 49ers were in prime position to win. I don't think that the 49ers defense can't handle the Rams. And in fact, I think you're right. I think the Rams offense overall has taken a little bit of a step back. That Whitworth being gone is is really big. That offensive line being a little bit unsettled is really big. Cam Akers, I, I've liked Cam Akers since he's play, been playing in college. I've always liked him. 
but the 49ers normally handle running backs like him very well. So I think that they're going to be just fine, especially if that linebacker group stays healthy. Armstead and Kinlaw being in the inside is going to be huge for the Niners. I look for this to be a, a win for the 49ers. As far as defense versus offense, I'm not saying a win overall in the season. I'm just saying that for right there. I, I would agree with you. Defense v. offense, and this yeah. should be a win for San Francisco. And now let's turn to a little bit tougher matchup with the Arizona Cardinals because I do think this was this is the one this is the team that I think we would I think both of us would agree on. This is the team that in theory on paper should cause the 49ers the most problems. Also in terms of matchups the last few years, this is the team that has caused the 49ers in the regular season the most amount of problems. Um Kyler Murray as uh, you know the the short jokes short jokes aside ant short jokes aside is extremely mobile and very good at getting the ball to his wide receivers when they're open in space. Now the thing that the 49ers have going for him is Cliff King Kingsbury's scheme which tends to be a little mirrored and predictable at times in terms of route combinations and things of that nature. The problem is is they have top end talent running those route combinations and schemes and attacking the secondary. Uh, you know, they have talented wide receivers aplenty, and they, they continue to try and add talent in the backfield. They have done things to shore up the O-line so that Kyler Murray has protection. Uh, they have really gone about addressing their offense in a very balanced approach. I don't think they've gone over the top one way or the other. They've paid for free agents on the O-line. They've gone out and traded for tight ends and brought in Ertz, and now you have Ertz, and you're going to have Max Williams back on the fold. On top of all the other talent on the outside and the running back core, I mean, there is no excuses for this Arizona Cardinals offense anymore. Oh uh, yeah, the Arizona offense is one of those ones that's really difficult to match up with, you know. And they just keep bringing these guys back. And anytime you have a player at the level of DeAndre Hopkins, you have to pay him a lot of attention. But one of the ways the Forty Nineers are going around that is to not have to give as much safety help, which they've had to do, you know, primarily every single year since D Hop got there. Mm-hmm. Now they're going to be able to put Traverius Ward on him. Sometimes they're going to be able to say, "All right, just go get it done for us, kid." That's why we signed you to the big money. And I think those situations are when the 49ers have to take advantage of it. Now, they are going to have to slow up the run game because when Arizona gets the run game going, that makes it very difficult to stop Kyler Murray. The other thing it's about with Kyler Murray is not so much the pressure on the outside, but the pressure right up the middle. Mm. The good news for the 49ers, they have big Javon Kinlaw. They have Eric Armstead that are going to be able to collapse this pocket on top of Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray gets sacked the most for the most yards lost of any player in the NFL. When he gets sacked, he goes backwards a long way. You're one sack away from ending a drive. So you got to put pressure in that situation. What is the 49er strength defensive line? What is the Arizona Cardinals weakness? Kyler Murray taking sacks. I think that's a good net positive for the 49ers. It is. And it also means that any single drive, right? Like you just said, any single snap, any single possession, uh, could be the end of the possession on said drive because it's just going to take one. He does. It's like oh, it's almost ten yards per sack. I think is what it is. It's a crazy, it's pretty ridiculous number. It actually drives uh, Arizona Cardinals fans insane. I know this because I went on the playoff game Ant with the, the He's on Fire podcast and they were losing their minds over the amount of sacks and how many yards he was losing per sack. Uh, it is. It's a little crazy, but that's what happens when you're a shorter quarterback, Ant. Uh, and now back to short jokes. When you're that short, you do have to get back a long way. Um, in order yeah. to give yourself enough room to see over the top of the defense. And we have seen Kyler miss guys over the middle of the field because of the pressure up the middle. Yeah, I mean, he, his skill set is fantastic. The way he's able to get outside the pocket is impressive. I think for the 49ers, it's all about keeping him in the pocket and then just collapsing it on top of him. If you do that, there's not avenues for him to be able to see. He's looking for windows to be able to get rid of the ball. But the height thing is a real problem. And it's, it's not really a joke as much as it is serious. Uh, you got to be able to make plays, and he, his plays are outside the pocket. The mirrored concept makes it easier for defenses to figure out what you're going to do. And what could play huge dividends for the 49ers 
is having four good outside corners. If Jason Verrett is healthy, you put him in the mix with Aubrey Thomas. When you go to situations where you're in dime, you could throw in the extra corners out there with Jimmy Ward and put together a nice you know, cover group to take care of these wide receivers because they have speed on speed on speed. Uh, so the Niners are definitely going to have to go ahead and take these guys away. It's going to be difficult. It's never going to be easy. But the 49ers defense did pretty good against them last year, and I think they'll be a little bit stronger with this defensive rotation this year. I agree with you. And look, I do expect the Niners to make some adjustments. We saw a lot of third downs last year matching up man. When you play a team like this, and I won't be surprised if they show heavy man and heavy blitz and then don't show a zone look off of this to try and bait Kyler Murray into taking a chance because what we will know is that Kyler does take chances. He will just throw some stuff up there sometimes if he thinks he's got the one-on-one matchup yep. and give his best players a chance. So capitalize on that. D'Amico Ryans, capitalize on Cliff Kingsbury and his very vanilla mirrored concept schemes where he's got double verticals on the outside or double verticals up the seams and with some other route coming across the middle on, on one side and the stop route on the other. I mean, it's very, very not... Uh, diversified in terms of the scheme of attack so take that to advantage get get them down early get them into long situations show pressure and then occasionally ants pull that pressure off and make them make a mistake yeah that's the whole thing you know make a play and then play the sticks you know and make them punt i think that's the key to the 49ers defense against the cardinals you're one mistake away you're one big stop away you know, and in this case, one sack away from going ahead and getting off the field because after that you can just play the play the sticks, make that tackle. And the 49ers have really good tacklers now all along the defense. That secondary is vastly improved with Charverius Ward, Talno Ufonga, great tackler as well. And we already know how good the linebackers are, especially Dre Greenlaw. Uh, you know that's right, and I'm looking forward to get Dre Greenlaw out there for both matchups and yeah. uh, better cover guys just across the board for the 49ers. And now we turn our attention to those Seattle Seahawks and who don't really know what they're doing at quarterback they really want to run the football but who knows if they're going to be able to because the o-line still isn't necessarily exactly what it's supposed to be they got questions aplenty you know where they don't have questions right now though is the wide receiver room they still have tyler lockett you still have dk metcalf and you have Dwayne eskridge who you drafted last year uh with your first pick even though you had other holes to fill if you were the seattle seahawks so they still have a very talented wide receiver core and a wide receiver room the question just is do you have the quarterback that can get it done do you have the running game? Even though you want to run the football, you have Carson. You drafted a running back this year as well and Kenneth Walker. So you have two talented guys in the backfield. Can the O-line get it done against especially a team like the 49ers whose strength is that front four? Yeah, once again, this is another one of those mismatches. The 49ers defensive line against the Seahawks, you know, offensive line. And, and early in games, all the way back to 2019, the 49ers have dominated in the way that they've managed, you know, handling Russell Wilson first, uh, the way they're able to confuse him and, and kind of get after him. And now you're going to have Drew Locke, a potentially Drew Locke or Geno Atkins. I mean, neither one makes you wake up scared in the morning. If I'm Nick Bosa, I'm standing there just looking at him, double hand waving, saying, here I come to get your behind. Because I don't think these guys have the natural abilities that Russell Wilson had. And that's going to be a problem because that's how Seattle overcame the 49ers defense in recent memory was Russell Wilson. I think this is going to be somewhat of a frustrating year for DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett because they don't have a guy that can get them the ball out in space. We saw the way the 49ers started to take away DK Metcalf as the time went on and they dealt with him. They figured out how to cover him. I think that they're going to ha- going to be able to go ahead and negate him a little bit. Uh, Tyler Lockett is still going to get his. He's a good player. 
But the matchup of the 49ers defensive line versus the Seattle Seahawks offensive line is going to be pivotal. And they really need to stop the run because I do think Pete Carroll is going to try to get back to the basics of running the football. And if they're able to go in there and wham the 49ers to get four, five yards of carry, they'll stick to it. And that's the case in which the 49ers would be in trouble. If the 49ers are able to negate that, stop that run, it's going to be very hard for Seattle to score points on this Niners defense. Agreed, especially given the fact Dan, that the strength is the front four. You have an incredible linebacking core, and we're, we have seen these 49er safeties, both Jimmy Ward and Hufanga. Hufanga less successful than Tart, per se, Ant, but Hufanga and Jimmy Ward coming down into the box in certain situations and giving it a run. This is the nice thing against a team like this that may be going back to a run-first mentality, Ant. You have the DK Metcalf stopper, stopper already in Emmanuel Mosley. He's had a lot of success against DK Metcalf. You add Traverius Ward on top of that as well, and maybe you don't need as much safety help as in years past, specifically because you don't have the quarterback in Russell Wilson anymore back there who just makes stupid things happen when stupid things have no business happening. In fact, I would say the Niners would be more aggressive against a team like this this year than maybe even last year because you know you don't have that bail-out magician in, in Russell Wilson back there who's just going to throw something up, Ant, and it's going to be happen to be in the perfect spot at the perfect moment in time and space specifically because it's the 49ers and he hates us. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think you could be more aggressive and the 49ers have done a very good job of disguising what they've been trying to do against Seattle. And I think they'll, they'll do the same thing, except this time they're not going to have a guy out back there that can figure it out. Drew Locke, if he's the quarterback, he's going to be out there. He's just going to let it fly. There's going to be opportunities to create turnovers. Hey, and guess what? We have a guy that's good at that. Talano Hufanga, who can get out there and make something happen. Charverius Ward, another guy that's going to add and be able to make plays. As long as this run game gets stopped for Seattle, I think Seattle's going to have a long day against the 49ers. I think week two could be a lot of fun for San Francisco if this defense is healthy and able to get out there and run what they want to run. D'Amico understands Seattle's offense. True. I mean, he had them, I mean, completely fooled last year. It's just Russell Wilson doing Russell Wilson things. We won't have to see that until week three this year. So that means Seattle, you could be in some trouble, but I don't want to count them out because Pete Carroll is a very uh, qualified coach. He's done a very good job in this league. And they can always figure something out. And guess True. what? It's a rivalry game. You just never know. Uh, that's, that's why rivalry games are unpredictable for that specific reason. And, and you know what? Let's, let's not forget Emmanuel Mosley. Also could be a turnover machine, Ant, as long as there's not atmospheric river. If there's atmospheric river, he's going to drop four picks. <laughs> Should I drop four picks? Oh, Ridiculous, man. Ant. Ridiculous. <laughs> Look, the 49ers defense stacks up very well at the NFC West. There will be some tough matchups. There will be some tough opponents. It's not going to be cookie cutter in any way, shape, or form. Three of the four teams in the NFC West, Ant, still primed to be those type of teams. Cream of the crop in the NFL, and all three of those teams made the playoffs last year. All three are looking to get back to that same position, and Seattle is trying to rebuild and recapture their identity. It's going to be a tough matchup no matter what, but Cutback Crew, let us know what you think down below. Did we sway you one way or the other? Do you feel worse about the 49ers defense against the NFC West now, or do you feel better or exactly the same? Let us know down below, and while you're down there, don't forget to like and subscribe if you haven't already, and hit that notification bell. Yeah, there's no give-me's when you're playing the NFC West. I mean, they, all these games are going to be tough. All these teams are really good football teams. The 49ers are going to have to go through Murderer's Road to be able to get to the playoffs, but that's what you know you're tasked with. And if you're going to be the best, you have to go out there and you have to beat the best. So I think I'm excited about the opportunities, and I like the way that John Lynch built this defense. I think it does match up well with what a lot of these NFC West teams do, but I think Arizona is the one that scares me the most, and it's mainly because of the wide receiver group. 
I think if you're talking about quarterback play, maybe it's the Rams. I, I think when it comes down to it, there's a lot of talented players, and they're going to have to go out there and do it, but they have the potential to get it done. They absolutely do, and I cannot wait to see what this defense does to the NFC West this year and all these offenses. But until the next one, cutback crew and the faithful, stay safe. And remember the right way is, is always the 49ers way. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.